Welcome to Bonehead. Merry Christmas. If my, you have, my spleen is throbbing. If you have a Christmas <laughs> tree, you're going to hell because you're a pagan. <laughs> That's historically accurate. I mean, you look it up. I couldn't stop. I just had to do it. Well, it you time. got lights, you're going to hell. <laughs>
Anyway, Darren McGavin played his father. It was Chris Carter's ode to the fact he loved Kolchak the Night Stalker. Stalker. Which was basically what his version of the X-Files. Yeah. And uh, he ended up... Oh, well, uh, X-Files was his version yes. of that, yeah. He ended up using him as Frank Black's father and used the uh, ancient belief that you could tell he was going to die the next year because... As night fell on New Year's Eve, you would see their spirit starting to leave their body, and that's how that episode ends. So ah. his father's going to die. Ah. So all of this led to why there are so many Christmas stories innately tied to um, ghosts and Christmas, and it all gets tied to <coughs> Despite the fact we know Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol as being his, the main one, he wrote a ton of them. A Christmas Carol is the best known one. However, he also followed it up with The Chimes, which was about a, um, a man who is attracted... A haunted doorbell! Ooh! Actually, Chad's right. Some, really? It's the ghost. It's the ghost. You're of, a demon. It's the ghost <laughs> of the church bells. Or I'm well read. Summons a man. No. <laughs> summons a man to let him know that he needs to change his ways. Um, and it actually is a critique Rip on... Rip off. It's a critique on should the rich help the poor. And at the end of the story... No, they shouldn't. It's at the end of the story, he wakes Trump, up... Trump, that's what Christmas Carol's about. He was he, making political yes. statements. He, he wakes up, though, and uh, the narrator actually comes in and says, is him waking up a dream within a dream, or is this all happening? Uh, he followed that up with Cricket on the Hearth, which was a fantasy. <laughs> it didn't have ghosts in it, but it had a cricket that happened to be a guardian angel. The cricket on the Hertz. Did Hertz. Disney sue him? Uh, I think Dickens lived shortly before Disney. Mm. He died in, you know, the 1800s. That won't so. stop Disney. <laughs> that won't stop Disney. Disney's mm. building a time machine. It is a time travel episode. Um, so Cricket on the Hertz, he followed that up with The Haunted Man, which is the darkest of his Christmas, well, the second darkest of his Christmas stories. The Haunted Man, if you like horror, you should actually read, A Man is Approached by a Spirit Who Tells Him That He Can Erase All of His Pain. I thought we were talking about A Christmas Carol. These, these are the stories that Dickens follows A Christmas Carol with. I'm talking about how jacked up and how common Dickens used ghosts in Christmas. I the, love it when you say Dickens. Um, the Haunted Man, the spirit approaches a man and says, Dickens. I will take all your pain away. You'll never have any memories of pain. And the man reluctantly finally says, You can play with my ball. I'm <laughs> going to not. take away hey, your pain. Hey, you can play with my ball. When the man has all his pain removed, he becomes the worst person ever. Oh, yeah. Because he has no pain, so he doesn't understand what he's doing to other people. Even with his name Dickens? His name's not Dickens. At one point in the story, does he have a hammer and go, look what I can do. I so, feel nothing. It's called. I the, feel nothing. I feel nothing. <laughs> the full story is called The Haunted Man and the Ghost Bargain. The darkest story they wrote of direct link to A Christmas Carol, Dickens started writing a novel before he gave up writing novels. Because A Christmas Carol is not a novel. It's no. a novella. Yeah. And most of it, he, he wrote mostly short, short stories after that. He started this book before he did him called The Wreck of the Golden Mary. He actually didn't finish it. This book is written by him and five other people, including a reverend. Chad went to the camp of Sissy Mary's. It shows. Um, this story is the exact opposite. I don't get to use the words Sissy Mary that often. Keep going. Good this story you. is the exact opposite of A Christmas Carol. And if you like A Christmas Carol, read this and you'll hate it because it's the exact opposite. Has a rich man. It's about the sinking of a boat. There's two lifeboats that make it off. One of them is has a rich man that is the mirror image of Ebenezer Scrooge. Because, baby, you're a rich man. 
One of them had, and there's a sickly child in the lifeboat with the Ebenezer Scrooge type character. And you know how at the end of the Christmas Carol, Tiny Tim doesn't die? Screw it. In this, the little girl dies. They keep her corpse on the boat. And the rich man talks about how much better they'd be off if horrible things happen. He never reforms. They finally actually get saved. Um, and it's all about heading west to get gold. Is the character's name Fibonizer Smooge? <laughs> no. No, but the wreck Oh of my the, god, Fibonizer Smooge. <laughs> the wreck of the Golden <laughs> Mary is often considered one of Dickens, and he didn't write alone. Wilkie Collins and a bunch of other authors at the didn't time. Didn't he wrote. play third base? <laughs> um, there's a bunch of horror. No, who's on? But anyway. Now what? What's on third? No, who's on the second? other. Oh. The, the final thing I will say is, if if you do like horror stories at all, not related to Christmas, you need to read Dickens' The Signal Man, because it inspired M.R. James, H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft said it was one of the most essential works. Now we've gotten story. off of A Christmas Carol no, completely. because all of this happened because A Christmas Carol was a success. Because Dickens, and the thing you have to understand about why The Christmas Carol being a success meant the world to Dickens, was... Every story Dickens published in the United States, he saw nothing <coughs> for. Just like every story Edgar Allan Poe published in England, he saw nothing for. There was no international copyright law, which meant that if you watch uh, any documentaries about Poe, he'll talk about it. He, he admired Dickens. When Dickens came to America the first time, Poe met him. They actually enjoyed each other's company, but Poe had... They said, do you have a, a fancy cousin you can introduce me to? Mm. Mm, I love me some cousins. Dickens. Dickens was a flanderer. He cheated on his wife several times. With um, cousins? I thought that many gave money away. <laughs> Probably gave all the Dickens away. <laughs> anyway. Um, old Chuck Dickens. Chuck Dickens. Anyway, uh, so the, A Christmas Carol being a success. Hey, Chuck. Actually, I mean, Dickens was huge. He was the most popular Victorian writer, but there wasn't much money in writing unless you did presentations. And when A Christmas Carol really caught on, as did some of his other stories as well, but he would read it. Right. Because there were so many illiterate people still that he got paid for reading. And other people got paid for reading his works, which he sometimes got a kickback on. So it became a big deal that this became a success. And that's why all these other ghost stories that Dickens cashed in on, there were tons of Victorian ghost stories, but he started cashing in on his own trend because it made him money. He's the Peter Benchley of uh, Dickens. <laughs> Peter Benchley is the Peter Benchley of Jaws. Yeah. Look it up, kids. Uh, real quick, he was, by the time Christmas Carol came out, he was kind of washed up. They didn't consider him. Nobody would publish it. He self-published it and made a fortune off of it. Yeah, and he went back to publishing in journals, which we yeah. can't do anymore. Yeah, no. But that's why he gave up novels. It, they were taking too long, and you're right. He was considered... He had peaked. He had peaked. He had pulled an orphan. And Wells. nobody wanted to do it. Should we be talking about the fact that there's a new movie coming out called The Man Who Invented Christmas? Yep. It's out. Yeah, and it stars the guy from Peter Legion. Peter No, the guy from Legion and the, the live-action Beauty and the Beast as Dickens, right? Um... I'm forgetting. Haley, Haley is shaking her head. I'm yes. forgetting his Dan name. Dan Stevens. Dan so Stevens. So Stevens. So TV's Dan Stevens. So does that? And this is one of the. And we're we're still Mom talking Paul about Christmas Stevens. Carol. But does this bother anybody that they hired one of the most handsome men in television and movies to play a guy who looked like your drunk uncle who lived in the basement? I, you know, everybody was afraid to talk to. Evidently, Charles Dickens had something going for him because he did. I mean, he was considered a ladies' man, and he <coughs> did participate in. Allegedly numerous affairs. 
So did FDR, but he wasn't a looker either. According to according to FDR's mistress, one of them, the only th- and I love the quote: the only thing weak on that man was his legs. Mm. Yes. By the way, now everybody go watch FDR. American, American badass. <clears throat> All right, so let's go through this. We, we really want. You've wanted... given me your cough, jerkwad. No, well, there's a cough drop. I'm breathing. I'm, and fine. my voice still isn't back. Sorry. Hold on, I just want to illustrate. I'm breathing fine. <laughs> I'm breathing fine too. Haley, how's your lungs? Yeah. Touch so, and go. Touch and go. For the stage, a Christmas Carol has been done over fifty types, and we're done fifty types. Fi- I, I wrote types. I think I meant times. But there's <laughs> over fifty times. It was very common that his works were adapted. There's over fifty different types of stage plays of it. Uh, Not and, including how many times it's actually been done. Well, as I say, and, and throwing that in, that was really common because it was adapted to stage within a year of him writing it. And all these other ones I talked about that he did as Christmas plays were adapted, some of them within six weeks of him finishing them. The films are over 20, which I think is wrong. I, I think, think Wikipedia is wrong. I think there's at least 30. I would imagine. TV, there's over 50, but that's not including the TV shows that ripped it off. May yeah. I go through a few of these? I want to see if you catch the ones that I got. The Smurfs. Yep. The Flintstones. Mm-hmm. Sanford and Son. Mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Mr. Magoo. Mm-hmm. That's, that was, I stopped after that. Dukes of Hazard did one. Did they really? Dukes oh, of yeah. Hazard did yeah. a Christmas cover. I've never seen that one. The Real Ghostbusters, who I think have done one of the better versions. Which is written by JMS, right? J... John J- Michael John Straczynski, Straczynski. Yeah. Greg Babylon 5, Five. Right, for a bunch of other stuff. <clears throat> right. So, British television televised it a lot. and But at that time, before the 60s, early 60s, before, they didn't really tape anything. So it was actually live television. So nobody knows the accurate number of how many times it was actually done for British television. Yeah, yeah, read- they would put it on tape, and then they would <clears throat> reuse the tape. They would tape over it. Radio, there's over 20. That Wikipedia can find. My my research said in television and radio, and cinema there was 135, and I think that number's low. I think once you add in <clears throat> things that ripped it off, it goes. There's yeah. over four operas, yeah. different operas, and parody. There's a ton of parodies. The one, the, the only one I wrote down was Ghosts of Girlfriends Past with oh. Matthew McConaughey. Well, you could argue. I mean, it's it's different, but you could argue even things like It's a Wonderful Life uses this, kind of the same. Yeah. Instead of saying what, well, instead of showing what it's like, it shows him what it or what it is. It shows him what it would be like if he wasn't there. Yeah, that similar trend. And and Capper said it just happened to be set at Christmas, but it does tie into that same idea. So, what do you want to talk about? You want to start talking about some of our favorites? Yeah, I don't see why why we don't. We've got. Go ahead. No, ladies first. You're I, I, made, I made Haley laugh. That's You're laughing at that? If well, I make Haley laugh, I've done a good job. Well, why don't you talk about it? You said the Ghostbusters did a better job. Why? Oh, it's just it's just their take on it. So the take is they somehow time-traveled. <clears throat> back in time. Back in time. They, go, they go through. Yeah, they go through a, a snowstorm, mm-hmm. and they end up back in time, which, by the way, in the Ghostbusters reality... This is all true. It's not a story. This actually happened. Actually well, happened. it makes sense. So yeah. they uh, they they meet the three ghosts. They capture them in their in in the in the in the ghost traps, and then they meet Scrooge. And Scrooge thanks them, and then they get back to the present. And it the pre- present has changed because Scrooge never changed. And Christmas is gone. Right? And Christmas is gone. And 
by, by the time they find this out, the ghosts are already in the containment unit, trapped. So they try to they try to recreate the ghost for Scrooge himself while right. while one of them goes in. Isn't that Winston that has to go in? No, I'm no, sure it's, it's Egon. It's Egon, Egon and it Slimer. Egon. Yeah, so, well, Slimer can navigate that. Yeah. So it's one of the best version television it is, versions. I actually watched this a few months ago. You let me borrow it. I yes. haven't seen it since I was a kid. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. It is pretty good. And by the way, if you want to watch it, all the episodes are on Netflix. Yeah. They're oh, on okay, Netflix. cool. Which is why I took it from you. Because I was like, like you got it on Netflix now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan <clears throat> of the of some of the versions that are considered more popular, like the George C. Scott version of... It's not Chris, bad. It's pretty good. It's considered... It's also got David... Uh, uh, he plays... Caruso. Oh, my God. <laughs> David Warner. David Warner plays... Um, Marley? No, David Warner plays his... Cratchit? Yeah, Bob Cratchit. I, I'm, I've only seen bits and pieces. Now, there has to, by the way, be an adult version where it's Bob Cratchit. Can we just say that that's got to be out there? <laughs> I would imagine. Mm. I mean, I don't know these things. Bob Cratchit. Shauna, Shauna, Shauna. <laughs> Kevin, is there one? Kevin Shelton, if you're watching this. <laughs> yeah, no, anyway, so you're not a fan of that one. I oh. actually like it. It's considered, I think it's considered probably the best, ver one of the best versions, and it, I don't understand why. Here's the best version, and it's actually my favorite. Oh, uh, can't wait. For most people, it's considered the best version. From what I can find, heard this a lot, it's that. It's, yeah. it's the Alistair Sam one. Yeah. And it's in black and white. Um, That's what my dad loved. It's the one I love, too. And I actually never saw it until about three or four years ago. It's directed by Brian Desmond Hurst, and it's a British version, and it's black and white, and for some odd reason, it just does it for me. I don't know why. I don't know why other people, it wasn't actually a huge hit at the time when it came out. Of course, there's been so many of them, but it's just over the years, they've colorized it. Go out, watch the black and white version, please. I, I don't know why, but the Alistair Sim one just does it for me. My father's theory. I like the George C. Scott one, but... My father's theory was it was him. It was yeah. He, he, is he, that he? He's he, not just evil. Yeah, it wasn't. He wasn't two dimensional. Yeah, he had some humanity to him to begin with, but that made him all the more tragic. Yeah, he's just tragic and sad. And oddly enough, I didn't realize this. Even though that's considered the best version, it's it omits one of the most famous lines. If I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled in his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. Yeah. It's not in that movie. Really? They admitted it. No. However, Alistair Sim would later get to do the line because he played him in the animated version in 1971. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I know there's an animated Which I've never seen. Never Which, seen by the it. way, there's a ton of animated versions. Uh, there's an animated version with Nicolas Cage. Really? Yes, look it up. <laughs> is it a low budget animated one? Uh, it came out. It was actually done. I think it was funded internationally. I think it was funded in the UK. Uh -huh. And I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen it. Now, did Scrooge have to get the Declaration of Independence <laughs> in that one? <laughs> but no, it's it's uh, it. So I mean, literally, when you say people who have done a Christmas Carol, Patrick Stewart's got a famous one. Yes. Oh yeah, a lot of yeah. people like yes. Uh, matter of fact, oh, actually, it's sitting here on the table. You could argue that Boris Karloff is playing a version of the Scrooge in, oh, in yeah, the Grinch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Grinch is kind of a version. Yeah. 
In the sense of... In the sense that he's mean and miserly. Yeah. But let me ask you this. There's one thing that I want to talk about in regards to how it's told in the different variations. And you've read the book, you're, or the, the novella. The I don't care about you. I care about James. This episode's about James. I'm going to go sit over here and play with my white in ball. In the story, in the story itself, the novella... If you're listening to this podcast, he's wearing a Santa is, hat. Yes, he is wearing a Santa hat that he keeps dangling. Now, I don't know what you're talking about. If you're just listening to this, I'm playing with my white ball. What's a Santa hat? He's overcompensating. Well, it's the size of a baseball, so it makes up for two. <laughs> anyway. One ball, two strikes. Whoa. Does the visit of the three All ghosts... Fruit, no roots. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Off the rails. Go did the, ahead. Did the visit of the three ghosts take place in one night? Yes. Yes. Okay. They did it all in one night. Of course they did. Because I thought there were some iterations where it was over three days. Like it was one every night. There may now, be. It's been done that way in movies. And the reason they've done that in the <coughs> movies is so they could actually show him changing over time. I can't remember which version I've yeah. seen. But you're right. There was a movie where it uh, was over three nights. And it had him leading up to Christmas. And it was to show minor ways he changed. Yeah. Until the... I have seen versions that have done that, but the book is it's all done but, um, one night. It's one night. Because Marley, you'll be visited by three ghosts. Mm -hmm. I think, and, and me and Joe, and I think you agree with us, that one of the best versions I, I that I love the most is Bill Murray's Scrooged. Yes. Directed by Richard Donner. Written by Michael O'Donoghue. Yes. Yeah, who actually wrote for the Lampoon, and National the, Lampoon Magazine. And there's many reasons why I like this movie. But one of the main reasons I really love it is you see Bill Murray's slow descent into madness after each ghost. Mm -hmm. And how he's slowly becoming a more welcoming person mm -hmm. because he starts caring yeah. mm -hmm. every bit by bit. And there's some... I don't, <coughs> think, I don't think the George C. Scott version did it right in the parts that I've seen. He's still just Scrooged until the very end. Well, and I think that I think you hit on an interesting point, and, and, and this isn't a funny point, but I think it's a point that that I feel compelled to make as somebody that loves the book. You feel compelled? Yes, the power of Christ. Healed. Ow! We talked about the Christmas tree. You go in the hell. <laughs> anyway, um, paganism. No, uh, you have a valid point because mm -hmm. some versions of it really make it hard to feel that Scrooge has really changed if they don't show him slowly changing before he sees his own tombstone. Yeah. Yeah, most he, of them do that, though. They just yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he's yeah. a straight jerk until he sees the tombstone. He's like, oh, I was going to die. People are going to hate me. I'm better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the versions that don't show that change, you're right. The versions that just show, oh, okay, he's dead. Uh, and then he's like, oh, no, now I need to change. You're right. When the versions that do that don't show him changing until that scene, it it is a bad adaptation. Yeah. That's the only way to say it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, screw No, and also, too, I mean, the other thing was it, it, it changed a lot from the story, but it kept it kept it. It kept the the feel of it, the it's soul one, of it. It's one of my favorite Bill Murray performances. Oh, yeah, by far. Yeah. But, you know. The ghosts are so interesting. Oh, the ghosts are fantastic. Oddly enough, though, I've read the interview with Bill Murray saying he wasn't overly happy with it and he didn't think Richard Donner was either. But it's so great. And like I said, the even... They even neither managed, one of them got really what they wanted. They even mm -hmm. managed to add more characters and make it interesting. I mean, they changed... There's slight variations. For example, you know, in the original story, there is no Bobcat Goldthwait character. 
But why wouldn't there be? And, That's know, because Dickens hadn't met Bob Cat. Scrooge doesn't have a boss. Yeah. You know, Robert Mitchum's his boss. Those two characters are fantastic. Yeah. Um. Well, I just lost a point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when he played baseball all over. Yeah. <laughs> can't lose points in baseball. I don't know where it's going. Just roll with it. All right. But no, I mean, this story was done well. Really well. And then the ending part where he 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 finally realizes and he gives the speech on live television mm-hmm. is great. No, I totally agree. And it stars Buddy Hackett. And Jamie and Farr. Jamie Farr. Beat me to it. And the $6 million man. Lee Majors. Who and, I met at Comic-Con and moderated his panel. And you forgot Robert Goulet. Mm. And of course. Buster Poindexter. Goulet. Buster Poindexter. But, you know, and I think that's it. David Johansson. And I think that's maybe why we, when we were talking about doing it. A Christmas Carol Kane. Carol Kane, yeah. Carol Kane's probably one of the best ghosts. Yes, ghost of Christmas. Bitch yeah. hit me in the head with a toaster. toaster. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think the reason. I'm a girl with spirit. Hold on, time out. Who is that you just showed and me? And John Glover. And John Glover. Oh, John Glover. Haley, I apologize. I loved him as the devil. John, yeah, and he's really I, great in that. Sh- it, that's, that was the point that I lost. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that's the other thing. And I think that's why when we were talking about doing a Christmas episode, we got to do a Christmas carol. Because it is, you can, it is a story you can adapt every year. Yeah. As long as you approach it. Now, like, we talked about before, do we need another version of Robin Hood? Do we need another King Arthur story? Do we need, and we don't, unless you're going to bring something new. And very few people have. No, but I but think a Christmas carol. Yeah. A Christmas carol you can do different things with. I think we've got Mickey's Christmas carol on the table. I mean, I think... Which is one of my favorites, actually. It's one of my, my two favorites. favorites is Alistair Sim. The two that I'm going to watch this season will actually not probably Scrooge, but I want to chat to have Scrooge. Is that <coughs> and Mickey's Christmas Carol? I, and it'll be Scrooge and Mickey's Christmas Carol. Although and a, third, and a third one, which I'll bring up. Although Mickey's with. Christmas Carol does suffer from, he just sees the tombstone and changes. yeah, he just changes. He's but it's Mickey's Christmas. Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. So here's another question I'm going to ask Scrooge based on the story. Because one thing, another thing that changes every single time. I've never seen it told the same way. The ghost of Christmas past. Yes. In the story, what type of ghost is he? It's a lie. It's a lie. So it, is it a candle? Because like in Robert Zemeckis' Christmas Carol. The most accurate representation of that is, is Robert Zemeckis' Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. Whether you hate it or love it. I love was it. Not a, was not a big hit. Didn't do well. A few weeks after it came out, another movie came out called Avatar that nobody remembers. Ugh. And Avatar just took over all of the 3D cinemas. My problem it. with Avatar is really talking. They're <coughs> until they're blue in the face. Oh! <laughs> I'll shake myself. <coughs> um, Steroids on stilts. I mean Smurfs on stilts. I screwed <laughs> that joke right up. Your commentary about the NBA, sir, is not well. Again, I made stage. Haley chuckle twice. Um, Great episode. Uh, no, but I, I think I think uh, you're right, and that actually leads to what is one of my hands down favorite adaptations it's, of a Christmas Carol has to be Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, now let me say why. Michael Caine, Nail Scrooge, um, who wrote all the songs? Paul Williams. There you go. Paul Williams. Um, the, I was Little Enos. That's mm. the other thing. These songs, 
That's what he calls him in baby, dri- baby driver commentary. Little. You guys will probably know him as Little E. <laughs> the, the, the songs in that are good Christmas songs. Take them out of the movie. The Ghost of Christmas Present. That's one of the best ways that character has been portrayed where he ages rapidly because Christmas Present. Smizmashio. Smizmashio. With it, yogurt. Yes, yes. My, uh, that's you're, you're, Mickey's. You're, that's Mickey's. But in, if you watch The Muppets Christmas Carol, the ghost of Christmas present is only lives one day. And they age the character as he goes along. And it is actually kind of, there's a part of me that even when I watched that, because I took my younger sister to see it in theaters when it first came out. Is that illegal? Well, it is Kentucky. I spilled water on my hand. Good job. Continue. Uh, because now uh, I've got a question for you as soon as you see um, and, and I She's can remember single? being... Um, she was about six, so I would have been about 13. Um, I guess that's legal. And I, I remember... Joe's got a thing um, for sisters. I remember... Don't, don't get us started what he does when he watches Sister Act. The, the, oh my God. Shauna, Shauna, Shauna. Anyway, um, I, the, the, the way those characters are handled, um, the, uh, uh, Michael Caine as Scrooge, um, nails that character. But there's not a... I mean, it's Rizzo and and it's Charles Dickens. Is yeah. is Dickens Rizzo well, no, and Gonzo, Gonzo is Dickens, Dickens. And, and they play with that so much. As a matter of fact, what I love about it is how inconsistent that is. Where he's like, I you know, I, I wrote this story, so I know everything about it. And there's times when he is omniscient, and then at the very end of the story, when the ghost of Christmas yet to come shows up, they're like, "This is too scary for us." And I remember thinking, even when I was younger. Dude, you just told us you wrote the story. You know this is well. And he goes, no, no, no. We're just going to let the audience experience it. And they leave. Um, but the, the jokes that are in there, the Muppet-style jokes, don't fall flat. They still work with it. Um, Kermit as Bob Cratchit and, and Tiny Tim. Um, even though they're Muppets, there's still something. You know, Tiny Tim has a song. There's something about that adaptation. And Michael Caine playing Scrooge so straight... And getting to see the the reasons that he turned out the way that they did, it worked. I don't I like it. I don't think Michael Caine played a really good Scrooge in this. I don't feel like he got it right. What do you think I he did wrong? He just wasn't. Well, he, he kept, even even when he, he was, kept doing uh, he kept doing an Australian accent. No, he just wasn't mean enough. I felt like even when he was trying to be mean, it was still. But I. He, it, it didn't come across he as drew a, as a, true a wreath at a frozen, freezing, chi- a frozen child. What? What did Joe you does that weekly? And Joe's and a people go, oh me. shucks, look at him, he's so cute. I know he does get away with that. A lot they of don't say, oh, it's just Joe. Meanwhile, he's it's the second one. I yeah, don't get cute a lot. Yeah, replace, well, I I really do get. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. Joe. Replace, Meanwhile, re- replace, I replace replace. I literally Joe. heard the man, the myth, the legend as I was walking down the stairs today. Somebody screamed. I was gonna say replace Cruz cute with uh, Harry Bastard. You know, <laughs> no, I yeah, get yeah. that. Ooh, Haley agreed. But it's usually with a smile. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I I think that's a. I mean, I think that I think it's probably. One of my favorite Scrooges. Take away the muffs. Take away everything. Else, because he doesn't play him. Scrooge isn't necessarily evil. He just wants his money. Well, let me ask you this. You said the Ghost of Christmas past ages and dies in a day. No, cr- present. present. Present only present. lives one day. Okay. That's because he says, on all of my one nine thousand yeah. Well, Robert Zemeckis' character does that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but the Muppets did it first. 
Is it the no, movie? technically Dickens did it first because he wrote the damn thing. Yes, but I'm <laughs> I don't know. Were you sure the Muppets were the first ones to do that? In the movie? Um, I, the first one that did it that way, mm. that did it to where I mean, because at the very end he is gray, he is, and he can't stand. He has to sit on the bench, and Scrooge goes, "Don't leave me. I've learned so much from you. Speak words of comfort to me." And he goes, "My time on this plane is is very short." Um, but you, now we'll go to the Ghost of Christmas Future, go forth and know him better, man. And then he effectively fades, he dies. And and there's something, but you're right, that line of there have been 1,800 of my siblings have came before me yeah. and screwed to say up the grocery bills. Um, <laughs> which is, you know, again, it just shows that he's just thinking about the money. He's not thinking about the camaraderie. He's not thinking about anything else. It's the money. You know, honestly, I like it. I'm a huge Muppets fan. You won't know I that. like it. I'm not. I'm a huge Paul Williams fan. Is and by the way, literally go go look up Paul Williams. He's an amazing songwriter. And there's a documentary for Paul Williams called Paul, "I'm Not Dead Yet." I'm not dead yet. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. However, you know the reason why I think I don't go. Oh, it's the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's actually, I don't care for the songs. There's a and couple that's, good ones. That, I'm with Joe. I, the songs but, don't pull me oh, in. No. There's a yeah. couple and good there, ones. And, and there's a, there's some quirky stuff about Michael Caine that bothers me that I can't get into. I don't into. mind Michael Caine, but there are a lot of the songs See, I don't the, care for. The, the I like the opening one. Oh, the Scrooge one is yeah, great. Yeah, the Scrooge one. The Scrooge one is great. And then the, the ghost, whole love song in the middle. Oh, no, no. Well, that's cut, by the way, by the new DVD. It's not on there. They cut it. It was hated so bad. Look it up. It's hated so badly. I have an old copy of the DVD. My dad hates that song. That my dad, by the way, this is a family tradition. My father loves that movie so much. He used to always watch the Alistair Sims one. Then he, he makes you watching, sit around a pot belly stove, and each um, one of you gets 50 licks. That was when I was younger. He worked out a lot of his anger issues. His pot belly stove, he takes a Sharpie <laughs> on his stomach. I was going to go a whole other way. Feel the warmth, son. Feel the warmth. <laughs> I was going to go a whole other way. That's the only warmth he ever had. It's the only warmth he ever had. See, that's a lot of Christmas Carol. By the way, the, the, Why did you do it in a main accent? I don't know. <laughs> I'm stupid. Uh, don't go up there. <laughs> the ground's sour. 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 The, the other part about that, by the way, though, the other, talking about Dickens, another reason that work is so adaptable is there are so many great lines in it. I, can, I have actually used the line, there's more of gravy than of grave about you outside of... Can I read a couple of things? Yeah. Although the word Scrooge means a stingy person now, in Charles Dickens' time... The word was a slang term meaning to squeeze. Yeah. Did you know that? No. The word humbug is misunderstood by many people, which is a pity since the word provides a key insight to Scrooge's hatred of Christmas. The word humbug describes deceitful efforts to fool people by pretending to a fake loftiness of false sincerity. So when Scrooge calls Christmas a humbug, he's claiming that people only pretend to charity and kindness and an effort to delude him, each other, and themselves. I which, thought humbug just meant you go put your lips on a Beatles bucket. <coughs> but, no. Which, actually, Scrooge's eyes, he's the one man honest enough to admit that no one really cares about anyone else. Well, and that's actually one of the things that does, that's, that is true, and that that's actually is why he is redeemable. It's not that he has a hatred of mankind. He just thinks that they're covering up who they really are. He has, in a weird, warped sense, this pity for how they're denying who they are. Yeah. And, and so, in that way, Scrooge is kind of oddly heroic in a, in a skewed way. If, if, if he was being exposed to true con artist, he was heroic. 
being exposed to people who truly believed in the season, he's he's the devil. We'll get back to the adaptations. One real thing really quick. Another reason why I think it's so popular, other than time travel, people getting to relive their past. We've talked about this yes. before. These are just things you think about. How many of you know somebody who is this? I used to work for a lady. Extremely religious. We were talking about Halloween. And she said, well, I'm not giving out candy. Why not? Well, I'm not giving other people's kids candy. Let them go buy their own candy. Same thing. I was doing something for, and she was extremely religious. Let's say we're Angel Tree. It was an Angel Tree. I think it was Circle of Love. Buying toys for kids. Well, how do you know those kids don't need those toys? You never met them. Yeah. I meet tons of people like that. Yeah, well, and it's the uh, it, it's the equivalent of, you know, there's all this data out there about how much that you give to charity actually goes to the charity and stuff, and and you do need to be aware. You do, but, but there's it's, a, it's there's of, a there's a certain amount of cynicism that's got me beat. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I, I backstory on me, I don't give to the United Way. Sorry, United Way, but the reason I don't give to the Unless United they Way, wanna, you know, promote the show. In which case, the United Way is important to our communities, and we appreciate your gifts. But the reason I don't give to the United Way was when my I did grow up. My dad lost a job when I was three. There was we had some hard time. And when my dad <coughs> got back on with a full time job with benefits, and and things started to turn around for my family, my father felt compelled because he tries to be a good person to try to give back. So he became what was at the time called a full share giver, which meant that uh, your company would contribute what you contribute, and he gave a so much of a percentage. And if you go back and look this up in the 80s, they found out that the United Way was scamming people out of money and that the guy that was running the United Way at one point owned two homes in Hawaii. He owned them. Now, they have since straightened up. That being said, I have such a memory of my father's disappointment that I can't give to the United Way. Yeah, and you... I know they do good work. I know they do. But I, now, does that mean I don't give, though? And that's the difference. Yeah. But, yeah, but... You know, and like I said, back to Joe's point. Yeah, you all, we all, everybody knows that one jerk who you just wish would have a change of attitude. And I don't even know if she was a jerk. I, I, mean, I just, it was just, it's just always funny to me because she's a really conservative person. I don't, I'm not going to say who she was. She's a very nice person. She's a friend of mine to this day. I like her, but she's very conservative. Not anymore after this episode. She actually watches she's episodes. not watching this. <laughs> very, she Joe likes her. She doesn't like her. Very right wing. Mm -hmm. Just, but I, always preaching the Jesus and the gospel, and, and that's great. But how do you know those kids need anything? I'm not giving my... It just cracks me up. Yeah. Are there no prisons? Yeah. No poor, <laughs> poor houses? houses. Tell there, me, sir. There's plenty of those. Decrease the surplus population. There's yes. plenty of those. Well, if they want, they should go there. My taxes pay for them. And does Christmas Carol not have one of the best opening lines of any of any story? Oh, yeah. Bob Marley was dead to begin with. Yes. Yeah. Did it right away. Okay, somebody's dead. <laughs> yeah. Keep reading. Yeah. <laughs> this you must hold true or what follows will not fill you with wonder. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but it's very close to that. Will not f fill you with wonder. So, by the way, the best spoiler ever would be a version of... Uh, uh, to do a version of the uh, a Christmas Carol, and then at the end be like, "No, Bob was fine. He's right over there. <laughs> that was totally where it goes. Bob's just being a jerk." Yeah. So let's talk about some more of the versions. What I are mean, we... well, we've already talked about it, but I still think Robert Zemeckis's The Christmas Carol does not get any credit. Why do you think it didn't do well? I think because we're it's in 
people have seen the Christmas Carol so many times. By that point, it's just another version. Well, I, I, and then also too, I, this was his last stop. Uh, uh, Mocap. I don't want to talk about it too much, but we could go into how this killed his next movie. Yeah. They were actually casting him. I'm almost positive because we want to do an episode about movies that were never finished or released. Yeah. They were doing the Beatles Yellow Submarine. Okay. I didn't know that. And Disney shut it down because after the Christmas up. Carol. But it was so... And Jim Carrey, who, by the way, I know is... Bat, Bat crap crazy. But did you... And, and is probably nauseating in real life. He's really good. He's really talented. He's a, a talented actor. I say what you will about the live action Grinch, but he does that real well. Oh, man. He, <coughs> He's very talented. And him as Ebenezer Scrooge was fantastic. And the imagery in that movie is amazing. And he plays all three of the ghosts. And he plays all three of the ghosts. Real, real quick, too, I've got to say this about Jim Carrey. Um, not related to this, but one of my favorite, Man on the Moon is a movie I love. And there's a documentary on Netflix now that Netflix made called Jim and Andy. And it's Jim Carrey talking about how playing Andy Kaufman twerked him. Yeah. How, how it changed the way that he viewed comedy and how it, and just as he tried to be more and more kind of method act that character, he realized something about... And if you watch that. if you watch that documentary, you go, at least I did, that's a little over the top. <laughs> the way that his stuff, but anyway. Not getting back for You know why I think? There's two reasons. Let me hear them. All right. I'm done listening. James. I think it's too much of a straight adaptation. Yes. I think it gets weird. Yes. When it's just the light, and Jim Carrey, I think they shouldn't. Jim Carrey should not have played all those parts. Yeah. Because you still think it's Jim Carrey, not anything against him. But I don't think he should have played all those parts. I think it it's a little weird. I don't know. I think I think is. that movie has some filler in it. I, oh. There's a long chase scene at the end. Yeah, that didn't need to that, be that, there. That that was there for you in the theater Can for 3D. Yes. Can, can I can I make a comment about that too? And and I'm gonna say something that may be unpopular, but Robert right. Zemeckis Christmas films. Isn't that also true of the Polar Express? Which one? Which part? The the there's a lot of filler. Oh yeah. Oh, there's a lot of filler. Because I prefer the Polar Express over that. Read the Polar Express book. Well, there's nothing there. Exactly. There's a whole dance sequence about hot chocolate. Did we need not? Yeah, my kids love that song and they drive me crazy. So does my kids. Um, but what's Eddie Deason? Eddie Deason. Did we need his character? What am I supposed to learn other than Eddie Deason is in a bunch of movies made fun of by Mr. Sanders and a bunch of crap. Well, he's. You know, he was in some early, late seventies, early eighties. He was, I think, he's in uh, Hold Your Hand, which is like some X's first film. I don't know. No, no, I know, I, and I, I'm picking on Eddie Deason. But there's just something about I know there's I, a lot of filler in both. I, well, and I read a review, and it stuck with me long before I ever saw the Polar Express. Time Magazine. I read the review because my parents got Time Magazine, so I didn't get Entertainment Weekly at Time. But their review of it was like, there's just something odd about the way it portrays Santa, the way it portrays certain things. Which um, is once again all played by Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks. You crack I said Tom head. Cruise. <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise Santa says Scientology's the answer. Everybody's getting Dianetics. Um, Dianetics. Um, but anyway, no, I, I, I so I, I think that critique is, uh, I think it's, and I think having him play all three parts has inspired if you want to say, oh, the change really comes from within mm -hmm. and these are manifestations of him. That being said, I don't think it portrays that well enough. If you're going to go that route, you have to, you, for a better term, go full tilt boogie or don't. Yeah, and I haven't but, seen it in a long time. But no, you know, and I agree with you about the fact that it went too dark because 
I, 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 I said dark. I don't know, but dark. I, no, I, it went dark. Twerked. Let's talk about the ghost again. The ghost of Christmas present. People by this time, by, people have a vision of the ghost of Christmas present based on current movies, like did like. Like Mickey's Christmas Carol. I would say Mickey's Scrooge. Scrooge. Yes, yes. He's yes. just just this robust, loud yeah. individual, and then all of a sudden you see him. Spoiler: slowly decay into a laughing, maniacal skeleton, and he has these two weird little midget monsters underneath his skirt. But those are those are. Um, oh, I know what you're. Greed and it's greed, greed and, and yeah, greed yeah. And, and another another one, but um. So I think this pulled, that pulled people out of it. But however, Jim Carrey's version of Scrooge, again, you see that slow evolution into... I agree with that. Well, and I think... That and I, plus I, the talky, the girl, ghost of girl of, of past is and then the high-pitched, and then he puts him out with the... Yeah. It, it's, I, it's straight out of the book, but... I think it's also important, though, and that's the thing, is if you're thinking about adapting this again... I think it is important that there's certain elements of it that should be dark. Yeah. Marley is be. not redeemed. Marley is still bearing chains for the rest of eternity. And if you and if you're gonna do this, come <coughs> up, they have to come up with a new gimmick. They can't keep telling the same story over and over again. Of course, here we are a hundred years later, over a hundred years later, and it's still popular as I well. wanna in do, a basement. I wanna do the nihilistic one. Where they come and show him, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, most people are I terrible. Mean, even nothing. Yeah, no, I. Or do one where it's like, well, see, where you let her go, she married and she's happy now. So that was a good call. Uh, you kick these people out, but turns out they were dealing meth. So I guess that's good. <laughs> just, just take it. Well, maybe Scrooge is on to something. Maybe there's something too. I, I do have one, one, one criticism out about Robert Zemeckis's version. And it's creepy as hell. The Coast Christmas present didn't creep me out. The whole, the whole death scene didn't creep me out. What creeps me out is the ghost of Christmas past when it cuts to Jim Carrey as a kid in that schoolhouse and his little sister comes in. The eyes on that girl freak me the hell out. I don't remember. God, they're wide. Oh, it's been so they long. don't contour to the face. Her face is, it, it looks weirdly distorted. <laughs> but it did. You're absolutely right. It killed the mocap. It killed Robert it. Zemeck, because he had done Polar Express. He had done Beowulf. Beowulf. And then it was, once again, another Christmas movie. And yeah. then that, and after that was going to be Yellow Submarine yeah. with all the Beatles songs. But it didn't happen. And instead, we got um, Across the Universe. Oh. Which is not? I've seen. I've seen most. It's it's not a good movie. I've seen, there's two different cuts of it too. There's an extended cut mm. that allegedly. I, I, I prefer the beat bugs. Um, I've uh, there's also the uh, Cirque du Soleil movie that has a lot of songs. Anyway, is there another one you like? Um, you know, I I, I think about. It, I was actually thinking of the Dukes of Hazard one after you mentioned it. <laughs> is just, it Boss Hog? Yeah, it's Boss Hog. Oh, and yeah. it Who else is he it finally be? he finally gets a chance. I think to take the Duke farm and. He, he's, he basically doesn't he flash back to the fact that he and Uncle Jesse spoiler alert if you're just now watching Deuce Fight, but Uncle Jesse and and Boss Hog were friends and they still have that, what and they um, when and he flashes back to the fact that if he does this and of course it's syndicated or it's it's a weekly television show so it basically ends with 
I'm gonna let them get away with it this week, but next week I'm gonna get to Duke Boys. That's a that, and that's also a every '80s cartoon of the villains meeting up with the teaming up with the heroes to defeat another threat. And at the end of every episode, until we meet next time. Yes. You failed me for the last time, Starship. And no, but I think that's it. I think there's um, uh, I I I think the 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 ones that do it and do it well, uh, now are the ones that are doing parodies of it. Um. I think you know the the uh, throwaway lines from uh, Montgomery Burns on The Simpsons that is coming from Scrooge. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but as far as other versions that I love or hate, I mean, I think the story is compelling, so I always will give it a shot. Yeah. I've seen the Mister Magoo version twice. I don't know oh. that I've seen the Mister Magoo one. He has I don't a, remember the Smurf shocker, one. Shocker, shocker! He has trouble seeing the ghost. Is he? Uh, Craig uh, Dennis can't yeah, see that ghost. Yeah. Um. So we uh, inside joke, I, but I think the other part about it is: Do you guys is, have a copy of the Smurf one? I want to check that one out. The, uh, I've seen I, the Flintstones one. I had yeah, the Flintstones. I was going to say there's been tons, but I think that's the. Other I don't think I've seen the Bugs Bunny one. Um, there's a bunch of them where they fake doing it and stuff like that. Uh, I think the part about it that does make it compelling and does make it able to go back to, is the fact that it's just really a story of <coughs> redemption. Yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the yeah. day. And you get to re- you get to fix all the crap that you screwed up, but it, it, you don't get to completely erase it. And I think that's what I like about it is you know it ends with he became one of the greatest men the fair old city had ever known. He wasn't always that way, and I think the reason that works better than just one of oh I time traveled and I was never a terrible person is it's more realistic and it's more hopeful to say I was bad I screwed up there's still time for me to fix it. Yeah. And I think that's why it becomes a Christmas story. It's that it ties into that idea of redemption, that we, we there's still more to us, and that yeah. we can turn things around. And alternatively, though, if you want to take this in a dark way, we will write the script where it turns out that Tiny Tim grows up, and, and becomes him. Ah, there and, he goes. And starts, there he goes. How did he get downstairs? I closed the door. Uh, Tiny Tim will start a sweatshop and we'll write that movie um, and then Scrooge <coughs> will be joined by a Terminator who will travel back in time to stop Tiny Tim. We'll write that movie. We can have a spec script on that for what you think next week? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for opposable thumbs. So, for me, this season I'll be watching Alistair Sim one and Mickey's Christmas Carol. Scrooged. I'll be watching Scrooge. Scrooge, Mickey's Christmas Carol, which I've actually already watched five times. I have not. (laughs) It's on Netflix, by the way. Oh, is it? Yes. I've already seen the Muppets Christmas Carol because it's Thanksgiving tradition. Uh, I will (laughs) go back. I probably will watch it again. Um, And I'll be watching Jim Carrey. I will probably also watch um, uh, something I would argue is a variation, a very modern variation of Scrooge, which is there on the table, Bad Santa. Yeah. So, uh, oh, it really is kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. He robs from everybody, and then at the end, he finally, the boy's getting his elephant. Yeah. Um, Don't watch the sequel. But I, I, I think that's it. it. So I, uh, you know, the uh, I'll Netflix. watch Bad Santa. I'll watch uh, Muppets, um, and I'll watch the classic Alistair Sims. And I'll probably, to be honest, again, I'm not the hugest Dickens fan. There was a period where he got paid by the word, and that's when he cranked out Bleak House and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell, but I think this is a story that most people associate with him. And there's probably robot house. Sorry, I had to do it. 
there's probably good if why Del Toro's house where he keeps all of his stuff is called his Bleak House. Oh, Bleak it's House. It's named right? Bleak House. Yeah, for that. And Dickens was a good author. He did inspire one of his horror stories. Actually, did inspire um, <coughs> Poe to write a Telltale Heart. Uh, his story is actually bleaker because it's about a man that decides to kill his son because he hated his wife, and his son has his wife's eyes. So he decides to kill. So Dickens did write a story that was darker than what Poe adapted. So if you like horror, there is some Dickens you should check out. I'm not a big fan of all of Dickens' work, but this is his key story. Dickens, 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 Dickens. Good old Chuck Dickens. Oh, go back and count how many times you people say King. Are we done? We actually did episodes about King. What is this episode about? The Christmas Carol. Which is by King. The, yeah, Stephen King. Oh my King. God, did Stephen King do that? I, I can't help but think he's going to have a short story. That's where, my knowledge. By the way, Stephen King, Gauntlet Throne, adapt the crap out of the Christmas Carol. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. This was our Christmas episode. Have a happy, merry, whatever in the hell you celebrate. Ho, ho, ho. Festivus. Shana, Shana, Shana. Ho, 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 you Shana. butt faces. Festivus, butt faces. I thought you were going to say something else. Feel free to gather around your Festivus poll and tweet to us how we failed you. We don't care, <coughs> but feel free to. We talk. will not be doing an episode for the next week. However, during New Year's, the weekend of New Year's, we'll be doing our wrap-up of the year of our favorite things that we saw, read, listened to during 2017. And coming up, we'll also be doing an episode where we talk about other podcasts that you probably should listen to. Not until you listen to ours. And other authors that you should be reading. Yes, so we've got more coming and we're expanding more into pop culture so it's not going to be just movies. <coughs> Though yeah. if you, this is what you love, we will get back to it. And to get the business out of, to, to end on the business, please, business. please, I, we're, we're, we're starting to add episodes to Facebook, but please go to YouTube, subscribe, SoundCloud. leave comments, iTunes. And then go to iTunes and subscribe and rank us, write reviews. You set. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. Please rank us there if that's an even an option. If there is a station you go to and you think we would be great for it, recommend us. Recommend us. Joe is a big fan of Podcast One. I like. I just Podcast One has a podcast that I listen to. Yeah. Um. And, and by the way, throwing this out, <coughs> out for the out of the third or fourth time, Murder Virgin. Literally has now I checked has been seen by eight hundred people between the the contest site which still hosts it and uh, close to a hundred now on YouTube. We still don't have five votes on IMDb. Don't have five. By the way, I didn't want to, but because I thought maybe there's four and I can push us over the top, I registered and voted for us. Rank us one to ten. Give us a one. I don't care. It'd just be nice that when people see this and go, oh, this is bonehead. And they see not enough votes, not five votes. It's depressing. It is So depressing. if you want to give me a Christmas miracle. I'll give you your Christmas goose. You silly goose. All right, then. Thank you so much. That was bonehead. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And if the sur- if the uh, if he's going to die, he best do it and decrease the surplus Most population. population. Peace. Have your pet space. Are we ready? Are we, are. are we starting? Welcome to Bonehead. Merry f***ing Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just get off the record, kids. My <laughs> you up the <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Think of the children. <laughs>
Joey, not when you're doing that. Don't think of children when you're doing that, because that's sick, and that'll get you elected. <laughs> I'm ready to go again. Yeah, let's do that again. Do not use that. <laughs> no, we're going to use that. No. <laughs>